0: Welcome to Outside the Treatment Room, the podcast for beauty industry entrepreneurs to start and grow their businesses. My name is Connie Holm. I have more than 20 years' experience as a spa owner and esthetician. I am a certified master educator, marketing, and business coach. I offer coaching and service training to solopreneurs and small businesses, and my goal is to help you earn more money and increase your profit. Grab your coffee and join me every Monday morning for 10 to 15 minutes, and let's get ready for our week together. Welcome to episode two of Outside the Treatment Room. My name is Connie Holm, and I'm here to help small business owners start and grow a profitable and sustainable business. This episode is raise your profits, not your anxiety. If you want to earn more money, then this is the place to be. I want to help you streamline a path to higher profits and less stress. I'm sure you're going to be able to relate to some of the stories that I'm sharing. If you are listening, you likely have a for-profit business. It is a profession, not a hobby, so you need to make money for your business to survive. When you work for yourself, you will work many more hours than you would anywhere else, but the rewards you reap are yours to keep. There is a sense of pride when you earn money from something you created, and you should be proud. Money is always a difficult topic, and being a small business owner is hard. We are here to help support you. Trust that you're not alone. Okay, great. Let's get into it. Every single day, I see posts on social media such as, can you recommend someone cheap to cut my hair? Or I'm looking for a facial, but I don't want to sell my firstborn to get one. When people ask for someone cheap online, I cringe, then pray that our spa does not get recommended. I really don't want us to be known as cheap, not only because I don't want that connotation, but because when they see my prices, they get upset. My prices are not cheap. I understand that we all have budgets and we don't want to overspend, but we need to change the verbiage to respect our businesses. There is a perceived value of what services are worth. Let me tell you another story. We stopped offering manicures and pedicures years ago, not because they were not popular, but because they were not valued. Look around and you will find a nail salon on pretty much every corner. Sadly, many of these salons compete on price. They drive the prices down and require a large volume of clients to survive. Other spas match that price or even lower the price to compete and the services continue to get devalued. We call this a race to the bottom. No one wins as the spa eventually goes out of business, and the client does not get the quality service they deserve, and will have to find a new place to go. If spas actually charge the value of a manicure pedicure, the price would be much higher. There is a lot of time, labor costs, and products used in a manicure pedicure. Not to mention tools, chairs, and other equipment, supplies that need to be sterilized, sanitized, replaced, and refilled. This is why there is such a disparage between nail bars based on pricing and a high end spa that offers nails as a luxury service with a higher price point. When looking for nails, the first question people ask is about price. In contrast, if someone was looking for, say, an acne treatment, they might ask for before and after pictures how are the results, what product line is used, and then the price. Of course, not everyone thinks like this, but there is definitely a bias against certain services. Case in point, this actually happened to us in our spa. Years ago, we had a client for a deluxe pedicure that takes an hour and 15 minutes and a Brazilian wax that takes 10 minutes. Now, hair removal is our specialty and why most people come to us, but we did offer mani-pedis as well. The client had both services done and gushed about the pedicure, the massage, the polish, saying the whole service was amazing, until she went to pay. When we told her the price, she was shocked and asked for a breakdown. It was $65 for the deluxe pedicure and $70 for the Brazilian wax. Her response? She said she had never paid so much for a pedicure. I honestly looked at this client in shock. I asked if she was happy with the pedicure. She said, yes. I said, you do realize that the pedi took an hour and 15 minutes and was $65 and the wax we did was $70 and took 10 minutes, right? By the way, she was a very nice client who had been there many times prior for waxing and I knew I could discuss this with her without anyone feeling awkward or embarrassed. She laughed and said, yes, yes, I know it's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? It's just that I can get a, quote, quick and dirty, unquote, pedicure anywhere for 30 to $40. I absolutely cringed at her description, by the way. The time for the pedicure would not have lasted as long as ours, but that didn't matter to her as much as the price. I asked her thoughts about the price of our waxing. She said I wouldn't go anywhere else to get my Brazilian done. I never even paid attention to what I paid for it in the past. This shows the value of the service was not price-driven. She valued our expertise and technique more than the price. This wasn't the only time people questioned the price of our nail services. We were in that mid-range that didn't do well. We removed all nail services shortly after this. Don't get me wrong. Less expensive pricing does not equate to bad service. Just like expensive pricing does not equate to excellent service. It just shows how the value of one service compares to another. This helped solidify that hair removal was where we needed to focus in order to build our clients and increase our profits. We were in our lane. It's important to be able to change your focus and find your lane. That might mean dropping services or adding new services that match your goals. We are at the higher end of pricing for hair removal, but clients come from hours away to see us. These services are shorter in length and use little product, allowing us to maximize our treatment time. Profits and solidifying us as experts in our field. So, how do you know what to charge for services? There are a few ways. Suppose we wanted to know what to charge for an eyebrow wax. I always start with a search of spas in my area that offer this service. Also, note how much time they allot. If the range of prices go from $12 to $45 and the treatment times posted are 10 minutes to 30 minutes, how do you decide what you'll charge? Many suppliers have suggested price lists for their products, as well as what their cost per service would be. For example, if your wax company says you will use $1.50, add this amount to your labor and spa expenses for the brow wax. Now let's add in our other supplies. There are consumables and disposable items that are replaced each time. There are fixed costs such as the aesthetic bed, the trolley, mirrors, light bulbs. These are reused but need to be replaced from time to time, so money must be put aside to repurchase. Then there are costs to run your business, rent, utilities, insurance, marketing, and more. On top of this, your business actually has to make a profit so you can build up some funds for emergencies if you want to expand or are looking to purchase some new expensive equipment. That is already a lot of money out and you haven't paid yourself yet. Your time is worth money, This is really important because it's the first thing we remove or reduce from our costs. We think, oh, it doesn't take us that long to do this, or, oh, this is fun for me, I'm not going to charge for that. In actuality, we overestimate our earnings and underestimate the time and expenses of our services. You have to estimate labor as if you are paying someone else to do it. If you don't include the labor, you will never be paid enough. In this podcast, we focus on solopreneurs or small businesses that have one or two employees. When pricing, I like to work starting with wages. Give yourself a good wage. Not minimum wage, but what you are looking to work for. Remember that if you cannot do the service, then you have to pay someone else to do so. For example, minimum wage here is approximately $16 an hour. Plan for wages at $25 to $30 an hour. That equates to a $50,000 to $60,000 salary, and it gives you wiggle room if you have to pay an employee. Does that seem high to you? Good. You just gave yourself a raise. Congratulations. If that seems low, then you replace it with what you want to earn per hour. My hourly rate is closer to $100 an hour on average. This does not mean that I earn $100 an hour every hour. This is also not the same as your business earning $100 per hour. You will not be booked every minute of your working day with clients. Your hourly rate needs to make up for the time you spend working on your business. If you have an employee, then you have a different hourly rate that better reflects payment. Okay, let's continue with the calculation. So if we can do an eyebrow wax in 20 minutes, that means the wages are $10 for this service based on being paid $30 an hour. You may not earn as much for a brow wax, but if your clients tend to also get an upper lip wax, for example, or a brow tint at the same time, then your earnings will increase quickly. You can also talk about other services during your brow appointment. In the next episode, we'll discuss how to increase the value of each appointment. If we continue with the $10 cost for brows, then we add another about $15 to cover other expenses. Your base price for brows should be $25. There are many worksheets online where you can plug in costs, time, and wages, and it will give you a recommended price you should be charging. You can take a look at those, play with them, and see what works best for you. The anxiety of worrying about earning enough money in your business is extremely stressful, and it is not for everyone. Before you start your business, have an idea of what you need to earn per hour and start slowly. The best piece of advice I can give you is use your time when you don't have clients. It's very stressful looking at your schedule and seeing one appointment booked in an eight-hour day. You might decide to sleep in, run some errands, or just sit and worry. But this is the time where you run your business. You need to plan time for marketing, bookkeeping, planning campaigns, ordering supplies, responding to emails, asking for referrals, and more. There are many hours in the background working for every hour of appointments, especially when you're new. Being self employed can be the most terrifying and the most amazing thing all at the same time. There are no paid sick days, many hours, but also freedom to choose your own path and help create your own financial freedom. Our next podcast will be how to raise your hourly rate with upselling services and products. Thanks for listening. That's it for this week's episode of Outside the Treatment Room. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any episodes. Let us know if you have any questions you want answered in upcoming podcasts. I'm Connie Holm. Remember to support your local businesses, And I wish you a great and profitable week. See you next time.